I'm Logan. And I'm Ryan. And this is Automatic for the People. It's automatic. It's automatic. It's automatic. Hey everybody, welcome back to Automatic for the People, a Mr. Robot podcast. Uh, very late Mr. Robot podcast. <laughs> it was a holiday week. So. Yeah, and you'll get, because uh, this is, we're talking season four, episode eight, and episode nine just aired last night, so if all goes as planned, you'll get three episodes in a one-week period, because we'll do this episode, we'll do episode nine sometime later this week, maybe Wednesday. And then hopefully this weekend, Friday night or Sunday night, maybe before the next one airs, uh, I'm going to get with Jess and see if she can get caught up before the weekend. And Friday uh, night I have a meeting, so. Oh, okay. Well. Just throw that out there. It's at 8 o'clock, though. Be over by 9. Oh, we, we, I think we've been recording at like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. On Friday nights. So, so anyway, point being, hopefully yeah, you'll sorry, have three episodes this week. <laughs> so, oh. so, yeah, that that was the point. That we're gonna, we hopefully we'll have three episodes in the next seven days. Hopefully, like four episodes in the next like. 10 days or so um because uh we hopefully we'll be back on track after this week so anyway so yeah we're talking about uh episode season four episode eight like i said um request timeout which i know we said this about like 30 episodes in this show's history but possibly the most perfectly named episode of the entire show (laughs) because because after last week definitely requested a timeout because that was some heavy freaking stuff and honestly after this week's episode uh, like i need another timeout because holy cow that was freaking intense well i don't know i don't i didn't think it was that intense uh i think i had told you earlier that from the opening scene whenever he's kind you see him as a kid and he's playing hide and seek with uh come on dog go lay down sorry (laughs) uh sounds like a horse running through my house (laughs) Um, you should, uh, <laughs> not to cut you off, but, uh, when I record with Spencer, if Ezra's up, cause you've been to Spencer's house, I know once, you know, so yeah. he's got hardwood floors too, but he's also got like his house is on the second floor really. And then underneath it is that basement. So when, and Ezra, like, I mean, he'll run. So when he runs on the hardwood floor, <laughs> Because the basement is underneath him, it's just like, (laughs) it's like, oh my God. (laughs) 
So yeah, the the dog is annoying annoying as that is, and you're like, but no, when Ezra runs, I'm just like, hey, is somebody bulldozing your house? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, no, I I just at the at the very beginning when he's playing hide and seek with uh, I, Darling's the only name that's popping into my head. Angela. Uh, Angela. Um. And he started talking to his imaginary friend. I immediately connected it to uh, a movie that actually that me, you, and Spencer discussed on our briefly lived podcast about uh, movies that Spencer hasn't seen. Um, it reminded me of the movie Cloak and Dagger, which if any of y'all haven't seen, you should try to check it out. It's okay. Uh, turned, uh, <laughs> whatever. It's it's pretty stinking good to me. Considering the time frame and the budget, I, it's a really good movie. Yeah. Um, but it, it very much reminded me of that. Like, a guy who turned his dad into somewhat created a, a version of his dad in his head that was always there for him and, you know, this, that, and the other. Um, now, something I have thought about since watching it is since his dad died from cancer, does he feel guilty like he's the one that did that to him because he might have wished harm upon him? Uh, and that might be part of his internal struggle. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a very real possibility. I mean, that's that's not even a that like that's a genuinely human, like empathic thing, or so or like you know if you've got a a, a heart to you, if you're not cold, um, you know somebody who maybe did something wrong to, to you and you're like harboring all these feelings, maybe you don't even know, and like something bad happens to him. Um, maybe it's just me, but sometimes I'm just like, well, crap. Like, I know I wish bad on that person. And now oh, there was an employee that an older employee, Ben, you know him. Yeah. But he was getting a little senile in his old age. And pretty much all he lived for with his, was his job and his dogs, you know? And, but he had caused a couple of accidents and we had to let him go. And then a few months later, it was, uh, they found him dead in his house. And, you know, I couldn't help but feel like, and it didn't help that people at the expense of his death, sadly, were cracking jokes at me like, you killed Ben. Like, this is all he lived for was coming to work every day and you killed him because you fired him. Like, I don't need that kind of stuff in my life, man. But I... I felt it on my own. I didn't need them to tell me that. So, right. yeah, you're exactly right about that. Uh, there's certain things, you know, it it would suck to get into a fight with your kid and then the next day either you die and they'll feel bad or they go missing or wind up dead and now you feel bad. Yeah, But it happens every day. Yeah. And, and, uh, and like, add to that, like, the fact that this person was not a good person and like, you know, you definitely harbored a lot. In Elliot's case, a lot of un, 
unknown uh, anger towards them. And so, you know, yeah, he. I think he definitely, he. well, we know he always felt partly responsible because of the whole telling about the cancer and yada, yada, yada. So here's right, my. Now we have the full effect of why he felt so responsible for what happened. Right. So here, here's my question. It's 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 gonna sound stupid. We're a hundred percent sure his dad died. Pretty sure it was cancer. Because we have other people to back that up. That it was cancer. (laughs) I want to know if you're thinking the same thing I've been thinking for the last couple of weeks. But go ahead. Was the thing that Elliot told his mom about the cancer? Or was it about the molestation? Oh, no, that's not what I've been thinking. Because his whole thing was like his dad pushed him out a window initially accidentally because he told his mom about the cancer. But is that what really happened? We know his dad. Now we know for sure his dad didn't push him out the window. Elliot jumped out the window. His dad was coming up to his room. Elliot was trying to get away from him. He said his dad was angry. Darlene was hiding in the closet. So... Was his dad angry because he told the truth about the molestation? I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe that's an answer we'll get, or maybe that's one of those things we'll be left to wonder about. Hey, let me put you on hold. All right. Yeah, sorry. All right, so where were we? Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, me, me saying like, was was that was that what he told his mom? You know about the molestation. So what? Yeah, what, I think that's what a was really your good question. question. <clears throat> um, do we know for sure that? the vision he has of Mr. Robot is actually his dad and not just some guy that... Only because of the pictures. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't a family friend or something that he hung out with a lot. Uh, He he says in this episode, I think it's in this episode, or was it in the last episode, that uh, he purposefully hid... Uh, only allowed Elliot to see the happy memories. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Robot did say that, but I assumed that was in his head. Uh, I took it to mean everything. Uh, Meaning, like, anything that might would trigger any of that stuff, when Mr. Robot was in charge, all that stuff was destroyed. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. So... Well, I specifically wondered that before this episode. Uh, after this episode, I was like, well, at this point, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Because yeah. if it was or wasn't 
an image of his dad. He did exactly what the kid in Cloak and Dagger did, which was, which in Cloak and Dagger, Dagger, his dad wasn't a bad guy. He was just never there. Right. So he created a hero out of this vision of his dad, which is exactly what Elliot does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't know, that, that, we're, we're actually still having a discussion about last week's episode, <laughs> but I mean, it does roll right into this episode with, uh, well, once you clear the, the hide and seek thing, which comes back later, um, but Krista and Elliot, um, there's a, a 99% chance now that Krista survives this show. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. She and uh, it's finally revealed how much that she actually does really care for Elliot because it's kind of been on the fence what since the beginning of the season. She wanted nothing to do with him a few weeks ago. Since he hacked her, really, because she, you know, once she found all that out, but I think that was a very calculated. So, like, uh, I have friends that are in therapy, and uh, so, like, I get a lot of this terminology secondhand, which is probably not good. I should probably just go to therapy. But, like, uh, creating boundaries in every relationship, even professional ones, whatever, it's always important. And if somebody oversteps on those boundaries and then repeatedly does it, like, you have to end it. Like, you have to just be like, no, this is not okay. We're done. And so, like, looking back at it now, I see it as, like, obviously he overstepped on his boundaries. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts. And that was Krista saying, we can't do this. Like, you're, you went way beyond the boundaries that we've set. And this was, even though she did care, it was a professional relationship. You know, cause I'm assuming a lot of people get into therapy. Like most doctors, they get in because they care about people and they want to help people. Like that's why most people do jobs like that. Um, and so, of course, she cared about him, but like, you still can't, you know, it's the, like the, what about Bob thing, you know, like, this is not okay. (laughs) So, um, so looking back at it now, it, it makes more sense where she had to be firm and like, and she definitely was scared because she already knew what was underneath all that. And, you don't know how that's going to manifest, you know, he'd already done something dangerous. That's why he was in court ordered therapy. So. Um, what do you think about the Arby's discussion? I thought that was freaking hysterical. Okay. Now there's something that happens in that discussion that totally, it didn't throw me for a loop, but I was like, okay, that's, the five for five? No. Oh. The sitting down on the toilet. Because it definitely definitely sounds like a guy. 
but it's possibly uh, transgender. Because the one person says, I got to take a piss. And the other guy, who's definitely a guy, says, I told you you should have went at Arby's earlier. And then the other person says, yeah. Man, I'm not sitting on one of those toilets. You might wind up with hepatitis or something. Now, like, there's no reason if that's a guy, an actual, like, born man. Well, but we don't know if it's just, if they're just a female. That just sounds like a guy. I mean, there's plenty of well, females. It definitely has a like female that. look to him. But to me, it just was, and I'm not trying to, like, you know. I, I don't know why it matters. <laughs> I don't know. It just stuck out to me. Like, why would you need to sit down on the toilet? And then I thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. Well, that's you assuming like, that that was a guy. <laughs> well, no, I've been wondering if that was a guy since. Yeah, I think we had the, that discussion. Yeah. yeah. And that kind of answered a question for me. Like, okay, this is probably either. A male that identifies as a female or a female that identifies as a male, one or the other. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought it was funny. So, made me laugh. Um, so, Krista's sole thing in this episode is she gets Elliot and her out of the house and gets them to safety. She goes to this, she says something about going to the cops or to the hospital or no, it's the cops. And oh, the cop. Elliot doesn't go with her. Uh, I forget where the, the, the taxi or whatever drops her off. I can't remember if it was at the police station or not. Is it the police station? Yeah, and then okay. they separate. Okay. So she's going to file her a report and Elliot's going to find the dark army and white rose well elliot follows little elliot elliot uh, goes to all safe yeah <laughs> um well by the end first he goes to uh uh the old the uh yeah and he finds the key yeah so when he, and, that's when he realizes he wasn't running away he was actually fighting back right um which that was that that's like the extent of Elliot in this episode. Other than that very uh awesome conversation with Mr. With Mr. Robot. Robot. But Elliot yeah. doesn't say that much. Except at the end he's like, I can't do this. Which is interesting because this whole thing has been about taking down Evil Corp E Corp. Because, like, part of the, the drive for that was because of the death of his father. Like, he held them responsible. And now knowing what he knows, or what remembering what he knew all along, that revenge is not there. And he, he can't... He can't yeah, go Angela forward. being dead doesn't help either. So. Yeah. So, but that that is the one thing that bothers me. I'm like, 
you're saying you can't do this. And I understand like your drive, your whole drive was justice for your dad. Like, well, that was the, the main start of it. But now you also have Angela's mom. You have uh, the death of Angela. You have all of this other stuff, you know, and you still can't do this. Like that's, uh, uh, that's getting me. But, you know, whatever. It is what it is. So, Jess just texted me and said, I'm so behind. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, (laughs) So, so yeah, Elliot can't go through with his plan. And that's something we're going to see. I'm sure most everybody listening to this has already seen um, in the next episode, how that plays out. Um, And all of that stuff is great. But it's very brief. The majority of this episode is, I mean, exactly what we needed. We needed more of the Dom-Darlene situation because we'd only, for the last, what, two episodes, we've only been getting bits and pieces of all of that and not really getting to spend a lot of time with them. And we, well, the last episode, we got to spend a good bit of time with them, but, uh, um, it just, it is kind of is what it is. So, um, but this episode is all about, I don't want to call it revenge or payback or justice or it's just about these two females being effing awesome like well i mean it's about dom playing her moves right i mean she's playing chess (laughs) yeah she's playing chess turns out janice was playing checkers (laughs) yeah and uh she knew what she was doing all along dom did you know i mean they they kind of tricked us with that whole kidnapping thing. And you're like, oh, crap. Uh, but, you know, hindsight being 2020, you realize that you can't just send somebody over there and say, hey, we're here because blah, blah, blah. You got to come with us. They're not going to follow you on Christmas, man. So she knew what she had to do. She had to send her. What, what was his name? It was like crazy. Ivan or so it then that's from Firefly, but um it was something like that. And she sent him over there to kidnap her family to keep them away from the dark army. Um which is I mean just I mean that's genius. I mean that was so slick and so great of Esmail to keep us you know, behind the scenes on what was going on. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I had to put you on hold. I didn't want to interrupt you to tell you I was getting a freaking phone call from the same guy I just talked to. I just texted you like, uh, what happened? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to. Uh, 
anyway, I don't know why they, they have to call for useless stuff, but it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, anyway, uh, I've listened to most of what you said. At <laughs> <laughs> um, least somebody's listening. Uh, hold on. Trying to do 20 things at once. All right, so uh, I had a conversation about this with Spencer, about the whole, he was a little lost on the the people kidnapping Dom's family. Did you, like, did you have a problem catching any of that? No, not, not after she said, check my phone. Okay. Um, and it said, like, Crazy Charlie or whatever it was that had been. <laughs> I don't think it's Charlie. It's uh, I already uh, said crazy Ivan. Uh, so at the beginning, hey, <laughs> it feels like very much like a nod to Christmas Vacation, um, when uh, when they like bust in on the family. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about <laughs> that. Um, it probably isn't, but like if you've seen Christmas Vacation, like that Christmas music playing while people like storm the house and like you know, bum rush the family. It's very kind of, you know, and I it, thought it was great that Esmo kept us in the dark about what was actually going on. Right. Until Dom shows her hand. So, uh, did you know who that guy was? Did you remember him? No, I don't remember him at all. He was in like episode two, like she's interrogating him. About something. That's why he's yeah. like, tell tell Dom thanks for the whatever. We're even now or something like that. If you, I think it's season four, episode two. Um, if you go back and watch it, he's he's not in it much. He's only in it very briefly, but it's. Like, like she's interrogating him, and then she's getting like text messages from Janice or something. I think when that, ha or maybe just somebody in the dark army. I don't remember. Uh, I mean, I remember. I just don't remember like specifically what it was. So, so that must um, be when she made a deal with him. Uh, at some point, yeah. She definitely. Uh, uh, made the connection i don't know when the deal came into place if that makes sense yeah i didn't remember him at all but i was like okay he must have been in this before i just don't remember but no i didn't have any trouble uh like figuring out what was going on you know yeah, if you go to the Mr. Robot wiki, um, you'll see, you can, like, look for his name, which is, I'm drawing a blank on now. Um, so, anyway, he's been, he's been seen before. And just like anything, you know, th this is perpetually Chekhov's gun in the show. Nothing... <laughs> comes onto the screen or into the story that isn't used at some later date and time. 
So, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed that very small callback. But uh, Grace Gummer, man, uh, she. So I, I know I'm pretty sure we talked about this off the podcast. She lives, right? You think Dom lives? I think there's a reference to her living in the episode. Yeah, I mean, it definitely feels that way. But I was just about to go back and check that out because for some reason I want to think there was His name's something... Deacon, by the way. Deacon. Yeah, the, Deacon. The Irish guy, yeah. But it so. says on the inner phone, it says something like, Look, oh, lucky Irish bastard. Yep, yep, that's what it says. No, I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm going back to see if there was a reference to her still being alive. So he was in, yeah, 402, payment required. <laughs> what a good name for an episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it kind of comes full circle, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, Janice, uh, I, I said in the last episode, there's not a character I will be more happy to see dead or more satisfied by their death. And that what an proved awesome way that she died. Absolutely true. It was fan freaking tastic. So, um, I mean, that was something out of some of the best action movies I've ever seen in my life. It was so good. When she shoots that Did you that see dude it coming? I seen it coming. Like, yeah. Just like the way she kept looking, I was like, oh, when she picked up the phone. Dude's. When she when she picked up the phone and was threatening Dom, like I I I felt like Dom's panic was very real only because she had been so she'd been tied up literally for a quite a length of time, so she had no way of confirming if her family had already been extracted. But so she was trying to buy as much time as possible and definitely panicked because she she couldn't be sure that they were extracted. But then like when the phone rings a couple of times, I'm like, oh Dom's making a play. What what is she gonna do? I was like, is she gonna she's gonna pull that knife out and stab this person? And I mean, just it goes down perfectly it's one of the best executed scenes in the history of this show i mean her shooting that dude over her shoulder is might be my favorite dom moment in the series and there's a lot of good dom moments Um, i was uh um what's the most real Uh, what's his name's newest movie? Luke Besson's newest movie? Oh, I don't know. 
And there's a scene in that. It's just like that. And and it's a pretty awesome scene too. Um Anna's just like that one he did Lucy. It's basically Lucy, only it's not weird like Lucy. Yeah. Um It's basically that... like everything he does. Super badass female chick that kills everybody. <laughs> yeah. That dude that played Deegan was in two episodes of Gotham. I knew he looked familiar. He played Sykes in the last season of Gotham. Trying to remember who Sykes was. The lucky Irish bastard in Gotham. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that being an Irish dude. I'd have to go back and. Yeah, if you. If you if, if if for any reason you went back to watch the episode, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, that guy." Um, but don't ever go back and watch that show. <laughs> I had its moments of of ridiculousness. Yes, absolutely. There was um, a couple of good episodes. Yeah, he was he was like the leader of the the gang, like the soothsayers or something. Yeah, I want to say I remember that. And they were like kidnapping kids and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, anyway, um, yeah. So most of the episode is, and it's a shame because there's not much to dissect with the Dom and Janice. And I mean, there's the Dom Darlene relationship. Do you think that that's anything truly? Like, are they really having a connection or, you know, what's going on? I think that's just going to be a wait and see kind of game. Yeah. I mean, what's the point in guessing? I mean. You're right. They obviously have something because she obviously has some affection for Darlene. And Darlene tried to save her family, so Darlene obviously has some affection for her. But, to, I mean, other than that, you're playing a guessing game of whether or not they're going to wind up together. I mean, that's just wait and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, so what else is there? I mean, there's really not much else. There's a bunch of, you know clarifications on things in the episode I don't think we got any new mystery out of this episode I don't think we got any concrete answers but there there was no new uh, mystery opened where like oh crap how are they going to solve this before the end of the show um, which is good because you know with what Five, no, six episodes left. No, five episodes left. You don't want to uh, open any new uh, boxes there. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I I love this episode. I thought it was fantastic. Maybe I saw like the next week going or something. Did they did they do one of those? Yeah, when I watched the episode, because I watched it live, uh, USA aired the trailer 
during one of the commercial breaks for next week's episode. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, I get it. You show it at the end of the, the episode. But why are you airing it during a commercial break for the show? Either that or I dreamt it because I, for some reason, I, I remember there being some kind of confirmation that she wasn't dead. So, but either way, I don't think she's dead. I mean, she. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I think if Dom was going to die, we would have seen her die. We would not episode. have been left. Yeah. yeah, we would not have been left with, uh, not not that she can't still die. If this was the thing that was going to kill her, we would have seen it in this episode. It would not have been left up to like, I don't know, maybe she's dead. So if she dies, it's probably going to be from something else. It's going to be because they restart the whole world. That's what it's going to be. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I did I'm, think I, the whole world of tomorrow thing exhibit was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, like, hmm, is this foreshadowing? <laughs> it, so it it re- just it reminded me of Futurama because oh, it definitely that's what that reminded dude me of says. <laughs> Welcome oh, to the world of tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> uh, um. Anyway, uh, I can't think of anything. I'm sure there's stuff we didn't bring up, but I can't think of anything. That I wanted to to discuss. I think I'm good, unless you got. I mean, some. it was a another pretty much straightforward episode with not too much to like look Sub, no, deep no subtext. <laughs> yeah, no subtext. Yeah, no. There's yeah. not very much subtext. If there was, it was with him and his dad with the key, and but yeah. it, that was quickly brought to light. And so that leaves the world of tomorrow thing, which yeah. might be the only subtext in the in the whole show. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a freaking so solid episode. 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 I uh, can't wait to watch this week's episode, and uh, hopefully, we'll be talking about it very, very soon. Um, if Jess can't get caught up, I'm going to see if Spencer. Uh, actually, Spencer already said he definitely wanted to do a uh, a recap kind of like up to this point thing with us so uh if jess can't get caught up by this weekend um then i might see what spencer's doing like friday night maybe we can uh hop on like 10 o'clock or something and do a uh do a brief uh where we're at kind of rundown yeah that would be cool we we also usually do Mandalorian on Friday night too. So yeah. Um I mean it don't have to be an hour long. It can just be thirty minutes. So. Um anyway, yeah, at Mr. Robot Podcast on Twitter, email us, Mr. Robot Podcast at gmail dot com. We've gotten a couple of emails. I'm pretty sure they're from uh Chinese uh uh hackers. So the Dark Army is out to get us. Let us do work. <laughs> um you got another one too it was addressed to you um i don't know if you saw really it. i didn't see it uh yeah i think i read it so it probably didn't show as unread in your <clears throat> excuse me in your inbox so 
um, I forget what it said, but it's something about interested in doing business with us. And I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> this podcast will be over in a month. So, <laughs> and and I'm pretty sure it's bogus. So, cause like the, the, just the whole way it was written, I was like, mm, no. And plus I told you we've gotten a lot of traffic from China lately. So I'm like, is somebody trying to hack us? Um, or maybe China's just now getting Mr. Robot. So, um, anyway, uh, go check out everything else we do, xwingfiles.com. If you're watching The Mandalorian, we've got a Mandalorian podcast that's part of our X-Wing Files podcast. But if you go to the website, you can just look for the Mando Files episodes, and you'll be good. So... Um, we'll be back in a few days talking about uh, episode 9. So we'll see you guys then. Bye, everybody. Here's a little edge for the never believer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's a little ghost for the offering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a truck stop instead of St. Peter's Yeah, 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 yeah Mr. Andy Kaufman's gone wrestling Yeah, 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 yeah Andy, did you hear about this one?